0: It is absolutely poppy season. I was watching uh, Let's Liverpool. get it poppying. Yeah. I was watching Liverpool suck shit on Sunday, and I was just, just haunted by the poppy. <laughs> Staring at the poppy, dying by the poppy.
1: You know, that is a, a strictly British like disease that is starting to leech into America, and it's terrifying me.
0: Can you explain what it is to me? I honestly just haven't cared to even learn what the deal is. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> so... It comes from the poem in Flanders Field. So it's like in mm-hmm. Flanders Field where the poppies dance or something like that. And so it kind of became like the epitome for like uh, World War One, especially because everywhere oh. else other than the United States calls it Remembrance Day. Because the 11th of November was when the ceasefire was kind of signed and World War One stopped. Gotcha. But here we just decided to do like a one size fits all for veterans just because like, yeah. Because, you know, we're one. We were there for like 12 months. We don't give a shit. Fewer bank holidays, the better. Am I right? Well, oh, it's still a bank holiday for us. So,
0: I, I well, they would probably have two over there, right? One for, I don't know. They don't have a Veterans Day. They're not that sick. Do they just have one for every like big war they've been in? Like, do we, you know, no, they
1: just have Remembrance Day. Like that's their oh. Veterans Day and also like their Memorial Day rolled up into one. Oh, so we we actually have not beat on that. Maybe yeah, we're we're the sick country with all the true holidays. Hell yes,
0: we love our true holidays. In like half a Columbus Day too, I think. It's weird. We're like half the country. Call. Co- I mean, like individual states have voted it voted to change it, and then like of course the other ones make it like a huge. Like we conquered the continent today, so. It's, so it's anti-Italian cool.
2: Italian discrimination.
0: It really is. Yeah. Anyway, how are you guys doing? What's what's going on? What's new? Greg, tell me, tell me what's going on. I know you said you needed a haircut. It's looking pretty nice. I do nice need a though. haircut.
2: My hair is unruly. Um, but other than that, you know, the boy turned four yesterday. I saw that. That and, was great. Uh, dad turned 89 today. Wow! So lots of birthdays, ex- lots of, lots of celebration, lots of sweatsuits purchased. <laughs> yeah, right things out. are good, man. I love it's like it. 65 in, in November. We love it. Hey, it's, it's
1: the perfect time for the uh, camo tracksuit. So let's just all. Hell yes. Let's, let's just all do it. We're going to have our chains out. We're, <laughs> We're going to look like members of Dipset.
0: Camo, dip <laughs> <laughs> camo tracks okay. troops. That's what veterans. So, like. Oh my God. Speaking I mean, of
2: tracksuit though, I do have to humble brag about my Halloween costume because I'm really fucking proud of it. It was great. Yeah. I dressed <laughs> yeah. up as like one of the Sopranos characters and did a bunch Lindsay, the wife did a bunch of uh zombie makeup and I went as the Gabagool and I'm really proud of that. Cause I think Let's it's, it's very, go.
0: very clever. The gabagool is very good. I liked that a lot. That, that meant that comment you mentioned about 65 and November. I was, I mean, I moved this next weekend and I was like kind of worried I was supposed to move at the end of August at first and then, um, got pushed back a bunch and then, uh, it turns out that it, and f- it fell. <clears throat> it fell on this upcoming weekend where the high is going to be sixty one in November. So I'm feeling pretty stoked about that, where I get to have a uh, hell yeah. non ice cold move in day. One of the many benefits of climate change that we are reaping. It's uh, it's feeling great, Jordan. What's going on with you, man? Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, you-
1: I feel like I my know. life is just like a like an endless parade of like non-important things is like still give me anxiety and stress. So that's like an interesting thing. Like, yeah, stakes, no stakes at all, really considering I'm like a, like a fairly decent off like middle-class white man, but still just yeah, racked with insecurity and anxiety because yeah.
0: Yay. That's the American
1: way. it oh, no. sure is
0: I know. I, so I, I had like the most miserable work weeks of my life the last two weeks, as these guys know. And I was just like, <laughs> there was at a certain point last week where it was like I'd been working. I'd started one day at like 7 a.m. and then I was still on my computer doing stuff at like 1030 p.m. And I was like, is this worth it? Like, is any of this worth it type of thing going on? I was just like, I can't do this anymore. That was like Um, me all of last year was just like, I know every day was like an existential crisis at my job. Yeah. I was just, it was, it was extremely tough week. I I mean, the only good part is that like there were other people I was working with who were going through (laughs) the same thing as me. So I, uh, at least there was solidarity in that suffering, but you know, things are, things are overall pretty good, I guess. We love Um, to suffer. Don't we folks? We, we do. We really do. Um, it's, it's, hat we're almost, I don't know what, what today is the eighth or quarter of the way through November, third of the way through November or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Yeah. Quarter times four. Yeah. It
1: doesn't matter. Stop thinking about
0: time. It's done. It doesn't exist. I'm glad let's start. Let's stop counting time and age as soon as I, I mean, this would be a good year to do it. I turn 30 next year and I'm not, I don't want to think about that. Um, if it makes you feel any better, I turn 37 next year. Yeah. Yeah, that does make me feel slightly <laughs> better. Except you, I feel like you've got your shit, like, really together, though, is the thing. Yeah, but my <laughs> body
2: feels like I'm 98. Like, look
0: I'm how many stickers you've got on those things. I have you so clearly, many you've lived You've lived a full life of <laughs> collecting stickers. Like, that's... <laughs> You're like a man who has a lot of tattoos. With dude, all like the crimes and stuff he's done, and bu- built up the respect over the years. And now you've just got this all the just trophy body to show for it, except it's my, just stickers framed.
2: Yeah, my what my stickers are like Viggo Mortensen tattoos and Eastern promises. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah, I I I am the extremely nerdy dad version of Viggo Mortensen in that movie. I love Viggo
0: Mortensen. I used to work with a guy who looked just like him. And He's I could, a I very
2: just, handsome man and a very good
0: him. actor. I love him. We're big I, fans. Viggo, come him. on the show. Yeah. What was the movie where he was like a Chomsky guy? Um, oh, that was... Uh, oh, I don't remember... Cap- Captain Fantastic Mr Fantastic, Captain, yeah, Fantastic. Like
2: Captain Fantastic Yeah Yeah I saw that Sundance. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: oh I loved that
1: movie That movie I made me ball my eyes out Yeah I saw it at Park City High School and Vigo Mortensen was there I saw Vigo Mortensen
0: What's oh, that's awesome I, I th- that's funny I, like they always have like the big premieres at Park City High School which is kind of weird the big theater there I saw big yeah, school to go to school and watch movies Nice. Yeah, that rules. I, I was there. I, who did I say? I can't remember what I oh, was. The, I can't remember the movie name. I just know Jake Gyllenhaal was in it and some other people. And seeing Jake Gyllenhaal in person was a transcendent experience for me. I was like, Jesus, he's so fucking good, man, hot. hot. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's good. <laughs> he's really good. Um you know what the, Yeah,
1: yeah movie I remember. Sundance was. What it was, Rob Zombie's Thirty One, which was also the world premiere. It is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. That's <laughs> so fascinating.
0: I can't. I didn't know that was at Sundance. Should we do Sundance this year, boys? I do it every year. So yes,
2: oh, yeah. yeah, we should I'm do in. it. Fuck
0: it. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. I uh last year I had like I mean it was streaming, so like I like I mean it was it was a fucking nightmare of so many movies at home in a row. It, I, I liked it, but it was like nearly too many movies, I think. Um, but yeah, anyway.
1: I mean, still probably I missed, better than I the, missed the
0: movie theater, man. I love it. I love the theater. It was, it, it's better than what, Jordan? It's still probably better than the
1: 2020 Sundance Film Festival, which is probably just a super spreader event for Utah.
2: It was, abs- it was like the first super <laughs> spreader event.
0: Yeah, I think that's why Park City had – well, were, yeah, like had COVID pretty early. I mean, aside from the fact that like wealthy people from the East Coast just like run to the ski towns in the this part of the country in order to escape COVID. The same thing happened yeah, in the Sun Valley. Like,
2: yeah, January in Park City is like it's like fifty percent locals, fifty percent people from like Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well that <laughs> like was kind of guys. Yeah. That was the funny thing about like COVID early on too, is they were doing like the like the genetic tracking on it. And like everywhere else in the West had pretty much other cases come from Seattle, <laughs> but we were the ones that had like the the strain that came from Tribeca. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That dude that whips. That old Tribeca strain. We got the
2: uh we got the supreme
0: Supreme Drop COVID. <laughs> God damn it. That sucks, man. That um, fucking sucks. I can't believe this shit is still. I mean, and it now really we got is our, so, we, at least we got our episode name. Uh, yeah, that's right. Supreme Drop Covid. Um <laughs> we got to work in the redistricting somehow as well. But um yeah, man, it's just like I do miss the theater a lot. I I I went to um there's like this like random amc theater in west jordan that no one ever goes to and we saw uh last night in soho there on friday and there was there were How two other people in the theater it was pretty good i like edgar Wright. do you know what I, kinda, I miss is well, that theater
2: up on up in mill creek up by the old mall there that used oh, to play Yeah, they turned in-
0: it into uh it, like megaplex bought it and turned it into like a luxury oh, theater really? or something no. yeah the one in holiday you mean
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one right off like Murray
0: Holiday Road. Yep. Yeah, it's like a Mega Plex Luxury Theater or whatever oh, Damn it's it. Weird. Cause that
2: was always the one that I was like, that would play. Movies that had kind of like moved on, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's still like, one of those there was a movie I, I, I missed that I wanted to see, like, couldn't go to the premiere or whatever. I would just go there a few weeks later, and it was yep. like, yeah, there's one used to do dollar movie nights there,
0: yeah but There's one in Sandy that is like the same deal, like, it's just like way cheap, and they have like, they have those exact kind of movies oh, there, yeah. um. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, we should just talk about a ton of like super local Utah stuff. I love that. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's see. What else can we, let's, Oh, the Broadway theater reopened. So oh, I did it really? Yeah. So oh, if you're yeah. trying to go get, if you, if you like want to go to movies and stuff, uh, highly recommend going to the Broadway cause, uh, they're a very good thing to have in this state. Um, and I like them to have support. And I think, I, I, I mean, I think they get enough donor support, but like, I'll also go see the, them there because everyone that works there is cool. And anyway, Jordan, what?
1: I just I just saw a notification on my phone too. Just Chapo just dropped a new episode called Bovine University. <laughs> oh no!
0: Oh, I forgot about all that Austin shit oh it's, it's so good it's such a great oh, wait are we even talking about script. that today i don't know we should can't just talk well. about
1: that on the bonus just because like god okay. damn, like just digging into that a little bit too it's so funny just because you have like barry weiss being like the main promoter for this thing and then there's just, like four <laughs> or five people that are definitely in jeffrey epstein's black book that are just like yeah oh, dude fucking <laughs> stephen pinker we're here to teach courses on uh i don't know uh international law especially if you cross over from borders <laughs> <game.
0: laughs> I, I don't know i'm really so trafficking
2: we're gonna get matt gates you know lecturing about age of consent laws oh, that's gonna rule and we're gonna just gonna have so
1: fun. lead a course on uh, phrenology and also race science like race science is just gonna be a, a, a major He's just gonna yeah, just he's just gonna play
0: all of like, the fucking losers that are gonna be there. Like that Alex Berenstein guy who's who like turned his quitting of the New York Times into like his anti vax like media tour or whatever. Someone's oh, gonna write God. their PhD on Leonardo DiCaprio
2: and Django Unchained. Oh shit. Dude. That school's I never hate
0: opening. This. I'm I'm telling you
1: right now, that school is never opening. I'm yeah, gonna we'll go talk there more about it on the bonus
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to go there myself. Um, yeah, so go to bovine university. (laughs) (laughs) So we, uh, uh, we, we have our weekly hell lines, Greg, do you want to start taking us through these hell lines, please?
2: Yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's, uh, get sad boys. First thing up on the list, COVID has officially killed 5 million people in the world. And, uh, and
1: folks at s- over 750,000
2: yeah. people dead in this country i can finally say again that america is in fact number 1 we did
1: it oh, we are number 1 we we fucking did it guys we're back and even then too um, it was like 3 quarters of a million people is definitely like a low end of the s oh, yeah' You're like if we're looking at XSS. Dude, we're probably closing in on a million fast it's just
0: such a we're still know, we're going like, to get there yeah, like when are. you factor in the uh, excess deaths or whatever, like when you actually like look at the excess excess deaths year over year, yeah, it's just insane. Yeah,
2: it's insane. It's, uh, it's real bad and it's not going anywhere, folks. Because Utah is back over two thousand cases a day. I mean, and I think I, I said this in the nose, and I think at this point, like, eradicating COVID is an impossibility. Especially in the United States with just how fucking stupid and partisan it is and just how like uh the the main focus from all political parties, whether progressive or centrist or republican, like everyone is enslaved to the economy. And we're just gonna keep chugging along. So I think we really need to kind of start uh changing our thinking about this is that it's no longer a pandemic. Like COVID's an endemic. It's gonna be here forever.
1: And it's going to keep, like, wiping out large swaths of people who just, like, are just, like, not getting vaccinated, surely out of spite more than anything else. And, like, and, and, and that's just going to be the thing. We're just going to keep having new variants get developed because these dipshits yeah. don't want to change. And then literally dying to own the lips. Yeah.
0: Literally. And the response to, like, certain things like Tim Pool getting COVID is so interesting because, like – um So he, he also, he got the Joe Rogan treatment or whatever, where they just did like literally everything possible that has ever been like thought to treat it. Just got all of that. And like, that's something that, and like specifically the, uh, the antibody treatment that is definitely marketed as experimental, but they're all okay with that, but whatever. Um, that's something that has shown to be very effective against COVID, um, except for the fact that they don't make enough doses of it right now to keep up with the demand. So even if you do get COVID and you're unvaccinated and you have this thing in your back of your mind, that's like, oh, I mean, I can get this free antibody treatment that that's that's that is likely going to be effective. It's it's still a toss up whether or not you're actually going to be in a place where you can are able to get that treatment unless you've got the money to just buy it like tim pool or joe rogan or whatever so all their yeah. dumbass people that are like you know following them on on every whim or whatever it's like they don't aren't gonna have the same luxuries that like that level of wealth actually has
1: yeah you have to be a pretty successful like at least mid-level like right-wing influencer to actually get that tr- sort. story yeah unlike like all the low-level like am right-wing radio hosts which this just went through it like a prairie fire
0: yeah. Fucking yeah.
2: Bungus McGurvin or I don't know, whoever who's on Tennessee radio.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the good things that is coming out though is like, there's like that COVID, uh, I think Pfizer produced like a COVID pill treatment thing. Um, hopefully that makes a big dent in it as well. I mean, the, even that they're saying again, is not like an, uh, it is not a, a substitute for vaccines, but it's like, it's something that should be taken, um, Like if someone gets COVID and has a has a vaccine as well, but but and it's
2: just so perfect, it's so perfectly American that like there are very few people who can actually afford the antibody treatment that is you know showing that it has effectiveness. Like it's just say
0: that that's what saved Trump pretty much. Yeah, it's pretty much almost guaranteed. But it's
2: just like the commodification and the privatization again of like what should be like basic human rights. Like if you get sick, you should be able to like get the medicine you need, but that's not what happens in this country. Yep. Anyway, moving on um, again, Democrats ate shit. Glenn uh, Blumkin defeats, uh, is it Terry? That. How do you Harry pronounce Macauliffe. it? Terry McAuliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah just another, you know, your typical run-of-the-mill, milquetoast Clintonite liberal who ran an uninspired, lazy campaign. Anyway, Blumkin is now the uh, governor of Virginia, and he basically think, like just campaign is a nicer version of Trump. Like he, I he's support- very,
0: yeah, he's he's very Spencer Cox like, right. yeah Yeah, that's that's like that's the gist of it like terry
1: mcauliffe just lost to like a republican version of himself like that's pretty much it like yeah i honestly don't take anything away from this election just because like the margins were so slim even in virginia which while it is trending blue is still a fairly purple state because i mean like the election that happened like 2009 right after obama lost like the democratic governor of virginia lost by like 20 points to some republican tea party dipshit so like it's it's hard to take anything away from this other than like uh, wow i guess running on nothing is still just gonna make you lose anyway and mm-hmm. like new, new jersey was the same thing too like the governor murphy in new jersey almost lost but somehow pulled about the end still won by a larger margin than uh McAuliffe lost by. It's, it's, yeah. You know it's what just my so favorite to
2: see them. Oh, sorry, Greg. Go I'm say my favorite story about this election is, is like, <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Youngkin was an executive for the private equity Carlisle Group, like one of the worst mm-hmm. companies imaginable. He was literally their
0: CEO. Yeah. yeah. Just
2: like one of the worst people imaginable. But McAuliffe could not hit him on it because McAuliffe was an investor. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> <We're gonna laughs> Which is just like you could not That is not
0: even something the Simpsons could come up with cuz it's so, so on the nose. stupid. It's I mean, so like, perfect. That that's yeah. Like this is like you're just running, you're just it's it, again, the two choice between the two more like whoever's the more capitalist. Like it's it's the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. And like trying to just paint uh whichever one is the republican is yunkin the republican yeah 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 trying to paint him as just like the trump guy or whatever like clearly isn't gonna flyers
2: that the democratic party sent out to their base that was just saying like glenn young or or, yeah Youngkin is just trump like thinking as if that was going to inspire them they
1: weren't even like they go ahead jordan (laughs) Or when the fucking, like, Lincoln Project decided to do, like, a torch (laughs) punch for one of his rallies. This is so funny.
0: Yeah, they were trying to, like, say, like, oh, he's the Charlottesville guy. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, he
1: did was make it seem like you were committing a false flag against him.
0: I know. And then, like, like the progressives got blamed for all of this. And then it's like, oh, has wokeism gone too far is the left asking for too much it's just the worst this is it's it's fucking dumbass like everything yeah shit
2: yeah it is really interesting though that like virginia was a plus 10 state for biden and now youngkin won as (laughs) well as like voter turnout in virginia was higher than it's been in a long time so that kind of goes against you know the chomsky theory of like uh people in their in their hearts are are more progressive than than the
1: electorate and the candidates who are running, so yeah. I don't know if that necessarily goes against it because Terry McAuliffe by no, by no stretch of the sure. aggressive. Like the dude's been carrying the Clintons like water for God knows how long. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like, yeah. Clinton's what are you actually voting for losers. in that election? Like, it just doesn't fucking matter. Like with those idiots, yeah. um, I do think
2: this is a, a a sign of things to come, though.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as long as like
1: the Democratic Party continues to have uninspiring candidates who run on nothing except for, gosh, they're the bad guys. Yeah, you're going to keep seeing this result. I mean, Terry McAuliffe has no personality except for like, hi, I'm Terry McAuliffe. And, and that's it, really. I mean, and you're going to see this across the country, too. They're going re- to recruit a bunch of people to run for Congress. They're going to be like, oh sensible future and sensible planning are gonna save the day yeah. don't, but don't ask too
0: much though and uh, yeah and like the uh yeah the lieutenant governor that got elected with with youngkin is like is a black woman who like loves guns or whatever um yeah and like you you have not seen you have not like every single right-wing pundit or even like our fucking governor, our our governor has tweeted about them, about that little duo winning in Virginia more than he's tweeted about like jazz fucking basketball in the last month. Like <laughs> our, he oh, was the just, last three months, he was just jerking himself off to the idea of like whatever was going on in Virginia. And it's just it's just ins- like it's so stupid. I, I just I hate it. And it's just I- it's the worst it
1: just kind of shows like how empty identity politics is without
0: any sort of like, it just flips on its head instantly. And then it's like, well, we, we did what you guys said. We elected a black woman. She just happens to like guns and she like wants to put more black people in jail, but like we did it. So she's, so she's Kamala with a gun fetish she it's like there's something there's something going on there it was very it was very odd to see like how all of them i mean like of course that's the response though like i mean every right-wing internet personality just posting Oh look at the new lieutenant governor gotcha like run scared libs or whatever just the dumbest shit over and over (laughs) and we're stuck inside this fucking turnstile but Anyway. i will
2: say this like when it ends up being trump against uh like kamala harris and Buttigieg in 2024 i'm not fucking voting i'm not gonna fucking do it
0: <laughs> yeah i mean suck my dick <laughs> fuck you i don't i, I, I honestly wonder who the Republican. democrats are gonna put up I, I i genuinely do not know
1: they're gonna have to put a biden again yeah like they're honestly. gonna make the rock run yeah, if you don't get The Rock, it's got to be Biden because you're not getting anyone else. Like, Yo, what's the deal with that fucking song from The Rock? What's what's
2: going on there? You guys he heard made a that song with Tech 9 the rapper, and it's fucking bad. And it sounds like fucking uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote his verse. I'm trying, I keep saying... It's the most Hamilton-ass bars I've heard in a long time. Is The Rock actually
0: like rapping on it? Is that what's happening? He is indeed rapping on the song. Dude, what the hell? And now we have our outro music. Oh, No, okay. I keep <laughs> seeing it on. Uh, what do I, I? I see like on Twi- TikToks that people post on Twitter. Like I see like it's, a video, and I. It's, it sounds it's really like rock. big on like on yeah on like
2: weightlifting Instagram influencer <laughs> so, pages it's so that cool rules.
0: that's and like unironically or like are they no, to make- yeah, totally un- unironically, oh they fucking God. love it
2: man I mean but at the same awesome. time these were the people in high school who were like doing the monkey noise
0: from the Disturbed song so we can't oh, really like give them a ton of credit to Te- face off Tech 9 face off Oh it's a Tech <laughs> oh, Jesus It is a, of course it's a Tech 9 song and he fell off anyway should go we go back to
2: talking about Juggalo? Sh- should we go to should we should we go back Take to talking us. about the shittiest things in the world? Yeah, keep going. Um, all right. So uh our boy, we've talked about him, uh repeat offender on the pod, Steve Crinch Jansen. He uh, fuck, he fucked around and he he found out. So from the Salt Lake Trib. Just days after announcing a conspiracy fuel conference or addressing a conspiracy fuel conference in Salt Lake City, Rep. Steve Crinchy Anson, Republican of West Jordan, suddenly resigned from the Utah legislature. He announced the move in a letter to his colleagues. He said his resignation was motivated by increasing attacks on his wife and family (laughs) from his critics. They
0: always say say this shit. They always say it's like – It's like it's a tax on their family or whatever like this. uh, Do you remember when Jason Chaffetz quit his job? Yeah, same shit. He said the same thing.
2: I also remember when he said he couldn't vote for Trump because he couldn't look his daughter in the eyes. But
0: yeah, that that Neither here nor there. His daughter must have died.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, uh, you know, Christiansen got famous for pushing uh, an audit of the 2020 election results, um, as he's been convinced of anomalies in a state that Trump won with 60% of the vote. Um, he was and also, also planning to
1: run. uh Cocaine Bender talking about wow,
0: <laughs> amazing.
1: Here's here's the algorithms.
2: I've been working on it all my life. Wow. Very good. Uh, he was also planning to run legislation in 2021 uh, to prohibit the teaching of controversial subjects in schools, mostly CRT. Um, and another bonus is he retired from his job with the LDS church. So, yeah, so but, yeah, we talked suck. about
0: that like insane presentation he made about the election audit thing here. Yes. turns out that was built on a like church church. PowerPoint template dude like so I don't like anyone that works for a company that has like branded presentations that they want like their like employees to use like the company I work for has that I'm trying to imagine if I used my company's template to like do a PowerPoint about how the election was stolen even though the Republicans all won anyway but it was stolen and then God, Except so that, but if it's the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, that is so <laughs> fucking funny that he did that.
2: Like, I had no could idea. You, I don't know. Is there a funnier like business than that could have been? Like dude, template that could have been used so in the LDS church. It's good. so perfect. It's I know. So I think funny. we mentioned
0: he worked for them. I just didn't know that that wasn't actually like a church template. I thought he just made that himself because he's a freak. But yeah, straight up, straight so from the so church, director for like the presiding bishopric of the church. Yeah,
1: he it's was so good. He was- high. But anyway, I'm gonna miss Slenderman in the house.
0: So good for him. I hope he uh, yeah. does something. Yeah, he's a weird looking dude rest is rest is fucking creepy soul dude i uh, uh hope fucking solid, solid fingers
1: <laughs> i was going back and forth like is he Slenderman or is it just the preacher from poltergeist 2 <laughs> <laughs> why not both Pork Pork goes. Goes. all
0: right <laughs> George or uh, Greg, take us take us to the next one. Yeah,
2: so uh, QAnon apparently is still alive and well. Hundreds gathered in Dallas's Dealey Plaza uh, on Tuesday, so about a week ago, to witness the resurrection of John F. Kennedy Jr. and other dead celebrities like
1: you know Michael Jackson, um, Elvis. Why would they all go to the place where JFK got his wig split? Sometimes you got to pay homage to to also- the goat why wouldn't they go on the actual day of the assassination? Like, why did they go like three weeks before it? <laughs> Q works in mysterious ways. It's,
0: yeah. It's dude. just so
1: confusing. It's like, yeah. we're going to go to the grassy knoll and you know, bring back JFK senior. <laughs> uh, but we couldn't book it for the 22nd. So well, we because you out.
2: can't like you can't hold it in the middle of the ocean where JFK Jr. died.
1: So. That's right. I mean, you I, uh, have it at uh, – you know, what's the name of the vineyard they all go to in Massachusetts?
0: Martha's Vineyard? Yeah. yeah. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, they could have gone there yeah. and done it. Wait, is Martha's Vineyard in – I thought it was in New York. oh Oh, it is massachusetts you're right oh damn i don't know shit it's
1: all just rich area that needs to be burned down at some point
0: yeah Yeah. okay guys i was watching Mm -hmm. i went through like the other night i was going through like all of channel five's videos because they released the full version of the utah rap festival video which i highly recommend everyone watch because it's one of channel five's best videos and i'm not just saying that because it's takes place at the uh utah hive festival that was held this summer but um It's extraordinary. But I was going through some of the other videos and I forgot about like there was a White Lives Matter uh, rally in Huntington Beach (laughs) over the summer. And there was a guy there who was like his big thing was – like screaming about how Kobe Bryant was assassinated by the Clintons. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Let's go. It's just so funny how like anytime, like a, like a a celebrity dies, like literally any celebrity, it's because they knew about the pedophile cabal and were taken out by the Clintons. Even if it's hashtag Clinton body count. Yeah. It's so awesome. Like when that's
1: someone's, we're working together to bring down the Clintons and you know what they they stopped him. It's not fair. I know. I mean Kobe Bryant was known for his defense. That's right.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> I hate that. So, so anyway, uh, this is from from the story stealing Ben Collins. Um the QAnon people are walking up to random people they think are dead <laughs> celebrities in Dallas today, introducing themselves. So far, That's they right. have seen Robin Williams and Dale Earnhardt. They now think JFK Jr. W- will reveal himself at a Rolling Stones concert. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I don't. I don't understand the correlation between QAnon and Rolling Stone. Don't I must be be,
1: well, How did Dale Earnhardt become an enemy of the Clintons? Dude, it's because <laughs> NASCAR. Um, I mean. That- all he
2: did did was
0: take all he did was take right or left turns his entire career if you if you chant let's go Brandon to into a mirror nine times Dale Earnhardt appears.
1: oh my goodness. for some reason that just reminds me of like the chapo from like the election day in 2016 where it's like I may not be Dale Earnhardt because instead of turning left I hit the fucking wall yep (laughs)
2: Ah oh, man this is what happens That's, i mean he he spent his life t- making left turns and there's one thing that the clintons did was steer everybody right
0: yep anyway i, I totally forgot why you said the story stealing ben collins and then i remembered yeah he's, he's a bitch boy you stole my story you did just quote him in yeah. our episode though but anyway fight me ben <laughs> Good. Yeah. wonder who we stole. So stole, stole that story from. Yeah. Another unsuspecting local podcaster. Yeah. Anyway, you know, all
2: of this, of course, didn't hap- happen. You know, the resurrection slash revolution was it was put on hold. It was stymied by rain, but apparently it's supposed to go on again tomorrow. And uh, Trump's going to take over his rightful spot as president of the United States again. Um, so we've got that look to you know, look forward to tomorrow
1: along with the 104 year old uh jfk (laughs) senior who's gonna be the one who um will usher him in the power with the with the uh joy of all the boomers and gen xers who were felt really bad that he got his head blown off in Dealey plaza but not really you know i'm excited
2: (laughs) we all are it's gonna be great movie theaters are opening back up Trump's getting back into president, JFK's alive, you know, things are good.
0: Things are looking up. Speaking of things are looking up, I, I was just looking at like, uh, before we hopped on, did you guys see that? I, so I, I've been, I've been fascinated by the thing that happened in Houston, like the, Oh, the World thing. Yeah. Oh. And all the people oh, that man. died and like how horrific that whole thing was. Um, I just true and on tweeted out this thing that it said, if, uh, it's it's this excerpt from an article. It says, Travis Scott has said he will cover the funeral costs for the families of the eight people who died at the 2021 20, well, Afterward World Festival, TMZ reports. Travis Scott is also partnering with BetterHelp to offer one month of free therapy to people affected by the events of the festival, which officials declared a MASH casualty incident. That'll do it. Oh. I cannot... God. I've not read anything in my entire life that like made me feel so ill. <laughs> uh, did you see the the follow-up tweet? Yeah.
2: The better help and all these therapists. Or therapy apps, of course, sell your data to companies like Facebook. Anyway, sorry, yeah. you saw that fourteen-year-old kid get crushed to death.
0: Yeah, BetterHelp has like gone under like some pretty tight scrutiny because of uh, doing that. But like, they're still pod, they're still partnering with like tons of like podcasts, and apparently, Travis Scott. So um, Travis Scott's a fucking psychopath. There's also, just no there's two ways around, around it. that. There's a good chance that uh, him paying for those might also be like you can't sue if if I pay for this. Um, oh, it which, could totally be some sort of NDA there for sure. Yeah, which really sucks. I'm just thinking about. I mean, like there's so many pieces. Uh, this is kind of off topic, but just thinking about how many pieces of that were just weird, like trying to get out of like the the cops saying that people were getting stabbed in the back of the neck with something like drugs or whatever they said a security guard did, and I'm like. more like there was some weird drug craze a lot of this stuff just sounds like satanic panic shit but it also just seems like they're trying to get as much weird like cover and then like murkiness to get out of as much liability as they possibly can sure anyway bad country bad place to live but we're, we're we cruise speaking of uh a bad
2: country we we are in fact for the very first time ever celebrating infrastructure week. Let's Congratulations, go. we did it. So nice. there's a 550 We've been hearing about infrastructure week since Trump's first term. And you know it happened Biden the truest most progressive president of my lifetime is making it happen folks. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, this is a bill, $550 billion in new spending over the course of five years for America's roads, bridges, tunnels, airport, and other uh, physical infrastructure. This, however, is not a climate change bill. In fact, it was uh, pretty much created and written by Exxon hell yeah yeah it almost exclusively focuses on what republicans like to call traditional infrastructure again bridges airports tunnels roads and the like which is which is great you know because it's it's what's needed to for for that but again uh, it seems like kind of a drop in the bucket of what is actually needed you know Mm -hmm. And, and the rest of the climate agenda the the build back better act is still on hold because cinema and mansion and the rest of the the centrists are holding the party hostage and really the entire country and they shouldn't know a moment's peace for the rest of their lives
0: yeah so like the idea was for a long time to tie these two things together right to to essentially be like you're not going to get this unless we pass the other thing too that just didn't work, I guess. And so here we are. I mean, it also, cause it just took forever. Like they should have just held a vote and if it failed, then if it, then it failed. But yeah, I mean, at some level democratic leadership, I don't know if they even care about stuff passing. So whatever. Um, we get some bridges fixed and roads fixed and br- et cetera, which is good. But like, uh, the other thing is not going to pass. And <laughs> no, that uh, thing,
2: I think, I think this is probably the death knell on the, the Build Back Better
0: Act. Well, we gave it a, our old college try, didn't we, old Pelosi? Love we did it. We it. did our best. Yeah. Well, those have been the hell lines, And uh, we want to talk about uh, the main thing we want to talk about tonight. Was something that's been going on in utah right now uh but i mean this is something that's indicative of something that's taken place all over the country and that will continue to take place all over the country as more especially as more republicans uh start to win state races and state houses etc like there's this big strategy top to bottom to get people very involved in local politics on the Republican level, specifically around issues like critical race theory, um, coronavirus, et cetera. Like we talked about uh, last week, um, we talked about all of the... Was that last week or the week before? Like where we talked about what they were doing at school boards. I can't remember if that, that was last week. That was our Schools Out episode. Um, so like, you know, from Fox News all the way down, they're... They're tr- they're telling people to be going to school board meetings and scream their heads off about uh, about coronavirus, about masks, and specifically about critical race theory. There was this like exceptional video the other day from one um, here. I think it was the- it was in Davis County, right? The guy in the MAGA hat who is like saying um, that like the the, yeah. the transgender and the gay are shoving it down their throats or whatever. It was Davis and County. And that the minorities have all the power and that his kids do
2: not <laughs> or whatever. Pretty, pretty um, shocking that the DOJ just found that county and the school districts uh, guilty of an
0: incredible of amount of racism. Decades-long systemic racism, yeah. It's real hard it's, to understand when you get people like that. It was. It's extraordinary. I mean, and there's just been so many videos of this all over the place. But like I'm just saying, like it's indicative of like what's taking place, and um, like a lot of these people are running for (laughs) local office. Some of them are winning. Um, I I, like I'm sure you guys all saw like everyone. All the Republicans losing their fucking minds over Big Bird tweeting about getting vaccinated.
2: (laughs) I need to get that
0: that tweet framed and literally just (sighs) vomiting and shaking and crying over a tweet from Big Bird telling kids to get vaccinated as if like PBS hasn't been on like the that type of train for its entire existence. But anyway, um there was, like, that one woman who said Big Bird is a communist or whatever.
2: Wendy Ro- Rogers, yeah, the uh, just like a state local senator st- of
0: Arizona. State senator in Arizona. I love it, of course. So there's, like, people like that getting elected to local state houses and senates and whatever. But They let that um, woman fly a plane. Yeah, I know. Um, Jordan, do you remember when we... Uh, so Utah voters voted to have an independent re- redistricting committee formed in order to redraw districts across the, the state. Do you remember when that actually was voted on? Was that the same year as as uh, the medicinal marijuana bill? Yeah,
1: that was all 2018, which is also the same thing that dragged uh, Ben McAdams' ass over the
0: line. <laughs> yeah. So 2018 on the ballot was medicinal marijuana, Medicaid expansion, and this independent redistricting committee. Um that all these things initially were supposed to i mean it was pretty clear how these ballot initiative ballot initiatives were, were written up um each one was gutted the medicinal marijuana bill was gutted by like the legislature and the church um the medicaid expansion was also gutted they were like refused to do like a lot of implementation just as like idaho did um and then finally this independent redistricting committee Um, all they really were was just a group formed to give an opinion that could easily be ignored. And so that's essentially what's taking place. So, um, you know, they like, that's what essentially what was changed is that, you know, initially they're supposed to be the ones that actually decide, but it turns out that it's changed to where they're just the ones that, uh, give their little opinion. And then it's really the legislature, of course, that actually makes the decision. So Brian Schott, I think that's how you say it, or Scott Schott, I don't know. Sorry, Brian, I don't know how to say your name. You're not listening. It's fine. Uh, in the Song Tribune, um, he <laughs> he has some stories about what's, what's been going on. Um, and for the Independent Redistricting Committee, the, the, so there's two things here. There's the Independent Redistri- Redistricting Committee and then there's the Legislative Redistricting Committee. And those are the ones that are actually going to make the decision. Um, but the independent one, they had 16 public hearings to help influence the maps that they were created or creating. And thousands of hours were spent drawing up these 12 different maps. So there were three each for Congress, State Senate, State House, and State School Board. Um, and during all of that time were thousands of comments from the public. Again, they were like meeting people, having these public hearings, developing these maps. But one very key piece of information about these maps and meetings is that, as Brian puts it, the commission's map proposals are likely a non-starter for the Republican-dominated legislature. It's unlikely the legislative committee will accept any of the proposals wholesale since the 20-member panel is engaged in its own parallel map drawing process. So while we have this independent redistricting committee developing these maps that are using public input that are either actually, you know, having thousands of hours of public hearings or whatever, um, the actual legislators are just drawing up their own maps. And I don't mean to spoil what we're about to talk about, but I can probably, anyone listening can probably guess which maps they end up choosing. Um, and I'll, Spoiler, it's probably not the ones that they didn't draw themselves because, uh, yeah. Anyway, so he has another piece in the Select Tribune and also where he he talks about um, some more details. And uh, he says, Utah lawmakers released their redistricting map proposals shortly before 10 p.m. on Friday evening, a late release that gave the public 65 hours to digest and comment on the maps that will shape Utah's politics for the next decade. So today's Monday when we're recording this, the 8th, this last Friday is when they released them. They have, they had a, today the legislature's redistricting committee will meet at 3 p.m. on Monday today for the first and only public hearing about the proposed maps. A reminder the independent one had 16 different ones, uh, public hearings. Lawmakers begin a special session for the redistricting tomorrow on Tuesday morning. And that's when they're actually going to vote on the maps themselves. So uh, a couple of highlights from uh, what the maps that they released on Friday are. Utah's fourth congressional district gets a lot more Republican. So if anyone remembers, that is uh, famed hero Ben McAdams, uh, former district that he represented. And again, as Jordan mentioned, that was something that was very much propelled by uh, him being on the ballot at the same time as medicinal <laughs> marijuana, Medicaid expansion and this very committee itself. And now it's represented by a real hero. Yep. And now that's Burgess Owens district. Oh God. And, uh, great. Yep. So in, I mean, up until then, like, despite like the, the very distinct advantage that the GOP has had over all these years. Anyway, that district has flipped partisan control four times in five elections. So before that, but it was Mia love before that Democrat before that, et cetera. Um, and in there it had been reshaped as well, but, uh, it, it, is it every 10 years they, they redraw the maps, Jordan? Yeah, it's like based on there. the
1: census. So every 10 years after the census, they redraw the lines. Cause that's when usually you might get a new congressional seat in there. Or if there's been any sort of like large amount of population changes that kind of shifts between cities and all that too, you try and do this just to make sure that they're all equally kind of cut up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, <laughs> um, I mean, the the congressional districts in in this state are already so fucking insane. Like just uh, in in the valley in particular, the most populous area of Utah, um, it's just it's already chopped up. But the ones that they released on Friday are just comical the way the congressional district like there's this one street in particular in the Salt Lake Valley, 39th South, where it has all four congressional districts. Um, nearly forming a four corners at one intersection. And it was an intersection that everyone should know where a like 16 year old ran a red light and T-boned me, uh, as I was driving by. So I kind of wish it were that same intersection, but it's like, it's barely two of the districts meet right there. Two of them are are a little East. So on 39 South, all four districts are just right there on the same road. Just normal shit. um Jordan, tell us tell us a little about uh, a little bit about Burgess and the Congressional Fourth District. So Burgess is going to get a lot more breathing room
1: now because what happened was they took the most liberal parts out of the fourth District, which is mainly just like Mill Creek and South Salt Lake, and shifted those over to both the first district and the second district and also a little bit of the third. So, Second district gets a little more liberal, but the fourth district becomes way more conservative because for everything they've lost in Salt Lake County, they make up for it in Utah County, which is way, 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 way more conservative. So, but you're never getting just, rid of Burgess Owens, so that's awesome. And to that point, too, like
2: yeah, it, it splits it over to the second district, district which happens to be mine, which shares like a bunch of cities. Like I, me being in salt lake i share a district with people from west wendover yep. to all the way down to monticello to canab saint george and richfield Yep. so yeah it's yeah. like yeah like the second congressional <laughs> district gets a little a little more liberal but it doesn't matter because it's still just completely drowned out with like Rural conservatives.
0: You it's know, about the exact exactly same the as, that, as it currently is, actually. So, all they've really yeah. done is made the fourth congressional district less, quote, competitive and made it a lot more um, Republican. And congressional district two, the one that Greg lives in, says the largest projected share of the Democratic vote for Cong- Congress can be found in the second congressional district, which stretches from Salt Lake City and Bountiful to St. George, which um, is very far away. Like, it's a four-hour drive. Uh, <laughs> it's a four. It's the, the other end of the state. Um, the partisan lean of the current map is fifty-nine point seven two percent Republican and thirty-four point five two percent Democratic, which is essentially what it is now. But they've just made the boundaries insane. So, um, just like, this is nonsense. Like, there, this is
2: like playing a five-on-five basketball game, but one team has to like hold hands and have their like. Sh-
0: shoelaces tied together. I'm and like, and- I'm just so fucking fascinated by like the fear of a, de- of a Democrat like Ben McAdams, you know, like I, I was talking about this on Twitter. I, I just couldn't believe just I, I'm, I'm picturing the Republicans that are just so against someone like Ben McAdams ever winning that congressional district. Like they're never going to, the type of person that's going to win that, that district is going to be like someone like Ben McAdams, of course. And Like his most his most extreme plan was like giving a thousand dollars to research for veterans who live at high altitude so they don't kill themselves. Like that was like what his big idea was, was that like we need to protect veterans who live above like a thousand feet above sea level. Like that was his big fucking thing. I mean, he, he voted against Floss Latino. (laughs) <laughs> that's right i'm sure he did and would have but like he endorsed bloomberg he was just the he so shitty he's such a sh- shitty and the representative thing, the <laughs> thing that's
2: so funny too is like there was like there was almost a zero percent chance that someone like ben mcadams is going to win anyway and the only reason ben mcadams won is because mia love somehow pissed off trump and didn't get his endorsement that is 100% the reason why she lost. And Ben McAdams yeah. won by, like, what, a couple hundred votes? Yeah, 400 votes was
1: essentially it. Yeah. It and was, they, yeah. They're,
2: they're terrified of that, of, like, the most milquetoast-ass liberal. Like, Ben McAdams
0: is a Republican, and you can't change my mind. Kind of reminds me of Big Bird, actually. <laughs> um, speaking of communists. Oh, yeah.
1: God.
2: There's, but, a, there's there's nothing even like remotely liberal or
1: leftist about ben mcadams no 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 but also at the same point too like mainly republicans are just terrified that they're they're looking around like other states in the west too and they're seeing like what's happening in like arizona and nevada as like nevada is yeah. becoming a solidly blue state and arizona is moving more into a purple direction even like Kind of got swept this last election, and now they're terrified. Like, oh yeah. no! If we don't shore up our uh, our suburb voting base now, we might face the same fate. So, what they're going to do is they're going to lock down those districts to the same point. Not necessarily just to like run up the numbers, but to just to demoralize the Democratic Party to the point where they just don't even try.
0: And they barely try here anyway, is the is the other thing. Is like how many spots did we talk about or how many races where like the Democrats didn't even run someone back in whenever the election was? I don't know. Let's like, ask uh, Todd Weiler.
2: Damn. Uh. Yeah.
0: Genius. Yeah. So um Basically, what's going on now, uh, what happened today, uh, Ben Winslow tweeted like a whole thread of like what was taking place. So the legislative redistricting committee held the first and only public hearing about the proposed maps earlier this afternoon. Um, And like I mentioned, the legislative session starts tomorrow. Um, And that's where they're really going to make this thing official. So people are pissed, obviously, and a ton of people showed up to publicly complain about this. Um, But like... (laughs) They they were they were pretty self aware comments from what I was seeing. I mean, people were talking about like the like horrible outcomes it's it's going to cause and just like how insane a lot of this is when you're just dividing up neighborhoods like this. Um, And uh, but like a lot of the complaints also said things like, "But I don't even know why. Like I'm getting this mad about it. I don't know why I'm even complaining because it doesn't matter. I already know what you're going to do anyway." um and they were absolutely right um in the hearing not a single one of the maps that was created by the independent committee was voted on like they didn't even vote on them at all the the, the maps that were voted on except it were the ones that were created by the legislature so those are the ones that they're taking out of committee into be into the special session tomorrow um and are to be uh made official for the next 10 years this is what it's going to be like and Um, I saw people on Twitter being like, what can, or how can this be undone? Like, how can this, it can't be like, this is just like, this is what it is. Like
1: try again in 2030.
0: Good luck to you. Yep. Like they, they, they fucking, this is what, I mean, this is what happens, man. Like they, Republicans are serious about wielding power, about enforcing like their will. And Democrats are not all over the country. They are not. And Republicans rewrite the rules in order to help themselves and they win at it. So unless there's a Supreme Court ruling that somehow undoes this, uh, it's not gonna happen. No and that is also not gonna happen because have you also looked at the Supreme Court lately? Oh, that's also because Republicans are serious about wielding power. So it doesn't matter how many fucking TV shows, it doesn't matter how many episodes of Fucking Ted Lasso, anyone in this goddamn state watches. It's not changing. You can't Ted Lasso your way out of this shit, dude. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Roy Kent isn't going to kick a soccer ball through the fucking. He can. Roy Kent can kick a single soccer ball across all four congressional districts in Salt Lake County in fucking three months from now. That's what's going to happen, and then maybe, maybe then they'll undo it. If we can have one soccer ball go across all districts, that that's going to show them. And Fuck me, man. There was a line that was
1: used a lot during this hearing tonight, too, which pretty much is said, like, and it was mainly by Republicans. who was like, we're not a democracy. We're Republicans. Like, yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah, there's that is, that is a fair point to a certain extent. And it is true. I mean, we are a Republican. Republicans like to use that line as much as humanly possible, trying and like, filter down the participation to zero, essentially. But there is... For a republic to actually succeed, there has to be some legitimacy and some buy-in from the public. I mean, this is – yeah. I mean, back in the Roman public too, I mean, you had to give like the plebs the tribunes or if you didn't do that, then they would have just rose up and just killed all the senators. I'm not saying that's what you should do here. Not saying that at all, but like – at a certain point like i wonder how much like republicans are overplaying their hands like there was that there was that uh, press conference at the capitol day too, with a bunch of like big business heavy hitters too like people from zions people from um, chamber of commerce uh, other people that were just there to kind of say like we want the independent commission because they're the ones who kind of realize like in order for all of this like phony baloney bullshit to work we have to actually have people buy in and if you keep doing this step by step people are going to stop buying in so yep. So at a certain point, you can keep pushing the line. You can keep having like essentially single party rule, but if you don't throw a bone every now and then, people are just going to stop giving a shit. And it's got
0: and it's got to be the minimum, like the very bare minimum of, of a bone. Like what can what's honestly the only thing that can stop this? Like and I fucking mean this is if the Utah Jazz do something like and they tell Spencer Cox to veto it, that's, and then also it. if they somehow do what they did with the trans bill. Uh, the anti-trans bill is that if the Utah Jazz and other business leaders, because that's the only people they fucking listen to, like Jordan was saying, um, they might have over, they might overplay their hand here. I don't know, but like it's gonna take the Utah Jazz telling Spencer Cox to be like, yeah, to do something. No dog,
1: this ain't gonna fly. Uh, no, I don't think the Jazz are gonna get in this one, but I don't think so either. It's gonna be further down the line too, where it's like listen you gotta do something because like we're getting like people from out of states saying like we're fucking insane so you yeah. have to do something but you know for now though it's just going to be like politics is just a competition for resources
0: and the republicans
1: have all the resources right now
0: yeah it, i mean <laughs> another thing just like the sh- shallowness of like a lot of the identity politics that's uh that's put on display by people like Spencer Cox, especially um with him when, you know, how he tries to show he's an ally or whatever, is like, I mean, it's it's no coincidence that like the breaking points of a lot of these districts are in the minority areas of the Salt Lake Valley. Absolutely. So absolutely. Uh, like Yeah, they're all I mean, very purposefully, just all drawn on like racial lines. Um and it's like And, and um, that's one of the
1: funny things from like the from the hearing today, too, where like you had Like members of the committee saying, Oh, well, we tried to keep areas of common interest together. It's like, okay. But I guess like people like areas of the of the of Salt Lake County that are like majority minority just doesn't count for that, which is why you have West Valley split between the second and the third, and I mean between the second and the fourth district, and you have like Rose Park split between the first and the second. Like, yeah. oh wow, that's that's crazy how that works out. And also like you have also so weird split with the third. It's like, how did you manage that? It's almost like you took a scalpel to like any sort of areas that were not lily really white and just made sure that they you had the vote share possible to not have any sort of voice for them.
0: Wild, wild how that just happens to work out like that. It's very it's crazy. very crazy. What a coincidence that it would just so happen to be like that. What? Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're honestly concerned about uh systemic racism, um you'd think that we would have uh People like Spencer Cox, who's just such a good ally, saying <laughs> literally anything about any of this because he certainly doesn't hold his tongue when he doesn't feel like uh, when he when he feels it's very safe, he he, he says whatever he wants. But uh, of course, right now with something, I mean, he I don't know, it's it's really insane to see this, but, but um oh he's uh, yeah.
1: full radio silence mode, so expect to see a yep.
0: statement from him
1: about Friday at seven thirty.
0: Yeah, he did that again. Was that last Friday or the Friday before? I can't remember. Yeah, he's getting uh, really
1: good at the uh, Friday news dump.
0: Hmm. Oh, he made a Friday at like 7 p.m. statement uh, like vaguely about about how racism is bad in response to the three major school districts in this state being investigated for like decades long, implemented and systemic racism. He just was like <laughs> concerned about Racism. Oh it's shucks, bad. guys! We can you uh,
2: can you knock it off with the n words? should do
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a real
1: peach when it comes to making any sort of like real statements or anything like that. He's such a bitch, man! What a
0: talent. Did you see that shit he said about like? Uh, I'm actually, I was top of my class in the concert, in the at the law firm or the at the the law school I went to. Did you guys see that shit? Yeah, I did. He's yeah cool, man,
1: you're also kind of a fucking tool. So, you know,
0: yeah. So I guess we can end on that one. So the state of Utah is suing, uh, the federal government over, um, over, uh, the vaccine mandate for businesses or whatever. Um, and he said, Oh God, I gotta, I hope he didn't delete it. I gotta, I gotta admit guys.
2: Um, piggy poop balls is getting, a lot of run
0: on Twitter these days. Yeah, he it really is. So uh, someone said, I think I need Spencer Cox play, uh, to explain what is unconstitutional about it. From the Supreme Court, majority ruling about vaccinations in the early 1900s. There are manifold restraints to blah, 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 blah. Um, and Tom Wharton from the Trib said, I think unconstitutional is just a word conservatives use on policies they don't like. Um, And then Spencer said, thanks, Tom. That's certainly not the case with me. In parentheses, finished first in my class in constitutional law at a top 20 law school and everything. Cry laughing face. Vaccine mandates are not unconstitutional. Presidents bypassing Congress using a law that has nothing to do with vaccines is so. He is he it. talking about OSHA?
1: Yeah, OSHA <laughs> does not need congressional authority. And wow, I'm really shocked that the Fifth U.S. Circuit Appeals Court managed to put a stay on that one, considering it's stacked with Trump appointees. Like gosh, yeah, it's insane. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. <sighs> anyway, uh, good guy.
2: We love him. I and think it rules that our governor is a well actually type.
1: Uh, well, actually. well, actually, I was the best at debate in high school.
2: Yeah, he's I'm not just like one the of those fucking little kid on Polar Express.
1: Honestly, God. if he didn't become a politician, he'd just be statue avatar guy on Twitter. Like, that's all he to, would be. To,
0: yeah. To, yeah. To get through there, I defined tweets about like Tavian Thomas and also how it was bad that like Donovan Mitchell got his foul, his fifth foul with seven minutes left in the game. Like, I'm just. But then, fucking hell! Well, hey, when was the work. last time he talked about COVID on his Twitter? Because uh, he never does anymore. No, I mean, he honestly it doesn't
2: exist anymore.
0: The only time, well, one of the best thing, the only good thing about the Jazz losing games is I can just take solace knowing, like Spencer Cox is bummed. Like I'm just gonna think about that every time the Jazz lose, and it helps me feel better. I just, I wish he could not tweet about sports. I wish it were a law. I wish I he know, good, that's going to be my one thing. I, I, I don't care if he tweets because. I like to see how much of a jackass he is sometimes, but I also and I like to know that like he like he'll like a tweet that's like defending him like ninety tweets down in like a thread that like and I think that's funny that he does that. (laughs) I just hate to see him tweet about things that I actually like. Like I don't want to see him ever tweet about something that I that I care for and like because it makes me not like it. So I don't want to see him be to be able to tweet about sports. I don't want to see him to be able to tweet about any prestige programming on hbo i don't want to see him to be able to tweet about any new movie that comes out um unless it's a marvel movie he can have those that's fine he seems like he would love it um i don't want to see him to be able to tweet about most music but even though i think he the only band he likes is the killers so maybe that's okay oh um, God. yeah anyway
1: yeah, that makes so much sense just because like i like the killers but that Definitely seems like a Spencer Cox band.
2: It's a total Spencer Cox band, especially like are, how they're I got new nothing against the killers, but I got a lot against Spencer Cox. <laughs> the killer's new album is just like nothing but an homage to rural Utah where Brandon flowers grew up. I love it, which I'm sure why is he just like so much. Spencer sure. Cox's alone in his governor's mansion, crying music.
0: I forget he lives right. I forget he lives by you greg i thought you yeah, said so thanks for the reminder you no, i they i don't i think they're actually there now ah oh, man uh, anyway well i think that's a pretty good place for us to end it i just watched Jokic like kill marquise morris i think um <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty wild it's a weird thing for me to accidentally see but boys any parting thoughts Um,
1: stop caring about democracy because it's not going to (laughs) do anything for you. And it's not going to get any better. (laughs) I I, I have to take a couple minutes here. Like I hate like how people self-identify as Republicans and Democrats in this country because we do not have a party system. Like Mm -hmm. say most of Europe has like – Essentially, like people who say like they're a Democrat or Republican, they're essentially saying like, I'm a jazz fan because it's the exact same thing. You have no real say in the party structure whatsoever. And but hey, you get to drop a ballot for the All-Star game. So guess what? You get to feel like you're part of the team, too. I I, I, I cannot like for the mo- my brain breaks every single time I see anything <laughs> like this, too. just because like our political like identities are so wrapped up around pushing a button every two to four years that it just warps people's brains like mm-hmm. the worst thing that ever happened to this country was like liberals convincing people that voting was like the highest form of like activism ever and it's gonna doom us like that's the horrible thing about it all it's like you just hit that button every two years and like well not much else i can do
0: yeah and this is why Jordan's starting his new party with a f- slogan of not left, not right. But, um, <laughs> forward. Just forward. Just directly up. Just not even directly going, down into the depths just of hell. Incredibly high. We're getting in hot air balloons and we're going straight up, baby. Forward off a bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, folks – it's been a good one. We'll I, see everyone next week. I do have one quick thing I do need Never to mind. add really quickly. I, I forgot to let Greg get on his soapbox.
2: No, it's not a soapbox, but it is uh, – I had a good friend of mine. Her name is Sarah. Her husband broke her be- his, his back playing hockey last week, um, and they are trying to raise money because they are both independent contractors and do not have insurance, and they are going to have some unbelievable medical bills – coming their way very soon. Uh I will send the link to Jordan and I will have him put it in the episode description. But yeah, um kick over a few bucks to a family in need, especially with the holidays coming up, they could really use it. 100%. It's Shay, right? It is Shay. Yeah. he is a, yeah. He's a beloved member of the community. He's a tattoo. Yeah. A lot of people know him. He's a, he's a tattoo artist. Um, yeah. He's I'm Electric sound. X Visions on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Kick over some bucks because- Please do.
0: All right, folks. Our, our, <laughs> our healthcare head system head is-
1: I'm sorry. Uh, I was just kind of going and searching through Spencer Cox's thing because I was trying to see what kind of premiere TV he likes. And for some reason, there's a picture of him with Rick from Pawn Stars. I need to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I need to go to bed so
0: bad. (sighs) Don't worry. I'll put it in the chat, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. All right. Jordan will tweet that out, too. All right. Bye, everyone. right. See you next week.